here's an idea. You could do some sort of Q&A blog exchange. So let's say you're a planner and you love working at a certain venue and that venue loves referring you. They could write a blog post about you and you write a blog post about them. And then you each get more content about your business, more links, and more things that your website could show up for online. I'm Becca Poutney, wedding business marketing expert, speaker, and blogger, and you're listening to the Wedding Pros Who Are Ready to Grow podcast. I'm here to share with you actionable tips, strategies, and real-life examples to help you take your wedding business to the next level. If you are an ambitious wedding business owner that wants to take your passion and use it to build a profitable, sustainable business doing what you love, then you're in the right place. Let's get going with today's episode. Today, I'm chatting with the fabulous Sarah Dunn. Sarah is a wedding SEO specialist and helps wedding pros who want to rank higher in Google. I know the subject of SEO can feel intimidating, but Sarah promises a plain English, no tech speak approach to the subject, which I know is what we all need. She is a breath of fresh air when it comes to this topic, and you are going to love her. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Woohoo! Thank you for having me on. I'm so excited to talk SEO as I always am. And I'm glad that your listeners are here to learn a bit too. Yes. And we are so glad you're going to talk to us in plain English because so many SEO specialists have come and confused us and made us hate our lives when it comes to SEO. So I'm glad you are not going to do that. And we're going to talk all the basics. Now, before we get into the SEO world, Sarah, I'd love to just get a bit more of an understanding about how you ended up doing this in the first place and how you ended up being wedding industry specific. It was a long journey. So I actually started my business doing web design for anybody who would sit still and listen to the fact that I could make them a website. And I ran my web design and digital marketing agency for about six years, mostly serving local businesses in all sorts of categories like dentists and law firms and mortgage companies and spring manufacturers and really boring businesses. And Actually, in that first business, I discovered that what was really special about what we were able to do was that I knew SEO. So we could create websites that not only looked good and functioned well, but actually brought clients and traffic to them. And one of my favorite, favorite projects that I did in 2017 was for a wedding planner. And I owe her so much because it was such a wonderful project. She had actually had someone else redesign her website and that person had totally tanked her rankings. She had ranked page one of Google for years in a really competitive market in the United States. And that brought her a lot of clients. Then she had her website redesigned. Everything was a disaster. And she came to me and she said, Sarah, can you help me fix it? And it was so fun. We worked together for six months and we got her back to page one. And she said, I'm telling everyone that I know about you. And I said, yes, please, because it was truly the most fun project I've ever done. I loved working with her as a wedding planner and in the wedding industry. And things really took off from there. So Sarah Does SEO is now a business that works only with the wedding industry. And we help wedding businesses show up higher on Google and get found when clients are searching. And we are so pleased that you made that decision to come over to the wedding industry because we need you. We need your breath of fresh air, your plain English helping us with this topic. And I think as well, what you shared is something that quite often people are frightened of. You may have come across this. I'm sure you have. Because people are frightened about getting into SEO because they're so scared of messing up their 
ratings? <sighs> yes, it it's really something that actually scares a lot of people because there's so many people that talk about SEO and they make it sound very technical. You have to know alt text and you have to know schema and you have to do coding and that's how they approach it. And I actually disagree. And I think there's a very human way that we can think about SEO in the way that we're actually thinking about the searcher instead of about the technology, and it makes it a lot more approachable. But I don't want anyone to worry about messing up their SEO by getting started with it, because probably if you're starting from square one, you haven't really thought about keywords yet, you haven't thought about anything, so it's all up from here. And I really think that there are some simple ways that people can get started and see some success. Excellent. And people will be cheering as well as they listen to this thinking, yes, simple, Sarah, is exactly what we need. Now, we had a discussion before we did the interview about how we were going to keep this to the basics today. So just for those people listening, you may or may not have seen Sarah before because she's come into my members lounge. We did a slightly more advanced class all about Google Maps and Google Search, which if you're a member, you can go and find. But today... We're going to scale it right back so it's approachable for every single person listening. And we're going to talk the basics and three things that we need to know about SEO. So before we get into those three things, Sarah, I would love you to just very simply explain to everyone listening, what is SEO and why should we care? I'm so glad you asked because I know it can be kind of intimidating to be the person in the room that's like, um, when you say SEO, what are you even talking about? So welcome to the No Dumb Questions atmosphere. Let's talk about what SEO means. So SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. And basically, it encompasses those things that we can do to actually influence where a website ranks on a search engine, like Google or Yahoo or DuckDuckGo or Bing. All of those are search engines where people are actively looking for people to hire, they're looking for advice, and there's actually things we can do as business owners to our own websites that helps these search engines to believe that our content is the best answer for that searcher. So when we're talking about SEO, we're talking about getting more visibility on search engines when people are searching. And my favorite thing and why everyone should care is because all of that attention and visibility, it comes for free. We're not talking about paying Google or the other search engines for advertising. We're talking about really simple techniques that you can implement on your own website to get more visibility and rank higher. And here's the other thing I think we don't think about enough when we think about search engine marketing is that SEO is the marketing that your clients are actually asking for. When they go to a search engine, they are typing in something they either want to find or they want advice or an answer on. And all we're doing is making sure that you are positioned as the business that they find when they have a need and they're looking for a wedding planner in London or a certain location, or they're looking for advice on a certain topic. And People need a lot of advice when they're planning their weddings. So it's great to get in front of them and be that expert. You've provided them the information they're actually looking for. You're not interrupting their life with your advertising when they're not looking for it. So to me, that's what's really, really special about search engine marketing. 
And I think you'll probably agree with me, but I think so often as wedding pros, it's a neglected subject because people are frightened about it. But actually, as I often say to people, yes, spend time on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, all of those places. But I know for a fact that most couples go straight to Google when they're looking for something because they don't know to look for you on Instagram. They don't know to look for you on Facebook. So they're going to Google or whatever search engine they're using and their starting place is bridal boutiques in my area or wedding photographers in London, exactly as you said. And do you think, do you see that across the industry that people maybe don't pay as much attention as they should? Of course. And here's the other thing about SEO is when we think about social media marketing, There's that certain rush that you get when you post to social media and people start liking and commenting. You can see your views immediately. And I have to acknowledge that when you do SEO, there's less of the immediate gratification as the business owner. And I think that's something that also really intimidates people and puts them off of it is SEO is sometimes very slow. We make changes. Google has to notice them. Google has to assess our website versus everyone else who's ranking already. So it can take weeks and months to actually see the big kind of results you want to see. So social media sometimes feels so much more immediately gratifying. And I want to acknowledge that. But I also want to acknowledge what you just said, which is people understand how to search on search engines. They understand that that's what this place is for. So making sure that you show up in the place that people turn when they're specifically searching for things is so, so important. Yes, it is. So people are listening and they're thinking, okay, I can see that I've neglected this and it's important. I understand what it is now but where on earth do we get started? Now, you've promised that you're going to share three tips with us all about getting started on SEO. So let's go straight in with tip one. What is it? What can we be doing? So tip number one is so important. And it's always surprising to me when people don't start here. Step number one in SEO is to figure out what people are actually searching for. So we can't do SEO until we think about what people are searching for. So you may have heard the term keywords before. Keywords are those phrases that people put into search engines when they're looking for something. So a keyword is actually usually multiple words, and we've already thrown a few at you. So wedding photographer London might be one, or wedding venue Sussex, or something like that. So usually what we need to do when we start with SEO is brainstorm. We need to brainstorm a list of things that you think your clients might be searching for. This is a really important first step. So keep in mind that there are many, many things that people search for. A really common mistake that wedding professionals make is they only focus on one phrase. So in step number one, the first easy tip, I want you to just kind of sit down and start brainstorming. What are those things that people might be searching for before they make a decision to hire me? You can write them all out. You can write the different areas you serve. You can talk about the different services you offer. Each of those things is a possible keyword for you to really think about and think about how you want to present your business. So step number one is thinking about what people actually search for. Now, that is a great tip. And I already can hear people saying, I don't know what people want to search for. 
And, and I hear this a lot, I don't want to get it wrong. So how do I know whether there's lots of people looking for that keyword? How do I know whether it's maybe too small a keyword? How do I know that it's the one I should be going after? I can hear all the follow-up questions. Can we navigate some of that? Of course. So if you want to dig a little bit deeper and you're somebody who would like a more concrete answer, there are actually SEO tools that you can use that will tell you truly how many people every single month are searching for a certain keyword. And one I always like to recommend to students is um, Ubersuggest. Ubersuggest.com is a tool that will let you do a few free searches every day. You'll put in a possible keyword idea and it will actually come back to you with how many times every single month people are searching that in your area. It's called the search volume. And then it will also suggest related keywords which is super nice because it's going to tell you some things that are kind of like what you just entered and lead you in a direction toward maybe some things you haven't thought about that are things that people search for a lot. So I definitely recommend just playing around a little bit with ubersuggest.com. And if you'd like to confirm your search volume, that's the place to do it. Perfect. I'll make sure I put a link to that. That sounds like a really, really helpful tool for people to be able to go and have a look at. Okay. So we've worked out our keywords. We've maybe gone on to ubersuggest.com and seen whether anyone's actually looking for those keywords. We've narrowed it down. What's tip number two? All right. So tip number two, and this is going to sound so simple to some of you, and you are going to just like bang your phone against your forehead and say, I know this, Sarah. But truly, let's listen. Tip number two is you have to use those phrases on your website. And I know that sounds silly, but I can't tell you how many people show up in my inbox and they say to me, Sarah, I really, really want to rank for UK luxury wedding planner. And I'm like, okay, great. And I go and look at the homepage of their website and they've never used that phrase. They've never used the keyword that they found exactly together within the text of their homepage. So my advice to anyone getting started with SEO is once you've figured out what people are searching for, you choose that one keyword that you think best represents your business, probably your service in your location, and then you go and use that phrase on the homepage of your website. If I were to choose, I would tell you to put it maybe in a heading near the top of the page, Maybe you use it within the page text. So maybe, you know, I would say, I am a luxury wedding planner in the UK or something like that. And then if you want to get a little more technical, it's a great thing to find on your website platform where you can enter an SEO title and make sure that most important keyword is also in the homepage's SEO title. And that, when you do that, that's really doing SEO. You've learned some of the places that a search engine is looking to understand the context of the page. And you've put the keyword there that you want Google to notice. And that is most important. So tip number two is use that most important phrase on your website if you want to get found for it. And it's not at all too basic because I'm sure there'll be lots of people thinking, oh, actually, yeah, maybe I'm not using my keywords that I think I'm using that often. Now, we've said that there's no dumb questions here. So I'm going to ask some of the dumb questions on behalf of everyone else. Is there an 
optimum amount of times that we should be saying these keywords? Is there, should we be saying it in the order? Does it matter? Does it just have to be those words or does it have to be those words in order all of the time? Give us more information. So if you want to follow a really good SEO process, my process is take that exact keyword and use it in those places I mentioned and use it in the same order. So repeating it Again, a heading near the top of the page, within the page text somewhere, and in the SEO title, I want to see it written exactly the same in all three of those places. And because that's really making clear, again, Google is just a robot scanning the internet, trying to understand what your website is about. And if you just repeat it in those three places, that gives it the context to understand and feel fairly confident that that's what your website is about. Now, I mean, number of times you'll hear all sorts of things and I don't want to stress anyone out with maybe too many guidelines. One of the ways that I teach SEO is I'm like, this is really what you need to do. And you can read all sorts of things online that are like, for every every 300 words, you should repeat your keyword again. And all of these things are just kind of like guidelines based on what someone has found that has worked at some point in the past. But I don't want a creative business owner to feel so constrained in repeating the same phrase over and over that they end up hating their own website, that they don't like how they're presenting themselves, that they feel repetitive and uncreative. So I don't want to tell you, you have to repeat it a certain number of times. I just want to see it in the most important places for optimization. Does that make sense? That makes total sense. And it will be music to people's ears because I think, again, one of the reasons the wedding industry struggles with this so much is because we want to lead with our beautiful images and we want to lead lead with our creativity and we don't want all of the words and all of the keywords all over our site. So I think that's really refreshing. Now, if we were going for our kind of overarching keywords, so let's stick with Wedding Planner London. That's what we want to be found for. Should we be just optimizing the homepage? Should we be optimizing every page on our site or should we start with one and then work through? Yeah, it's actually a really common mistake to think that the way to rank higher on Google is to repeat the same keyword over and over again throughout the website. That's actually not what I recommend. I recommend optimizing your homepage for that most important keyword, Wedding Planner London. And then I want you to think about other things around weddings in London that people might be searching for. So that's where blog content can really come in. You've probably, if you've listened to any advice around SEO, people are talking about the merits of blogging. And that's because there are lots of other things people are searching for that you could get found for, not just Wedding Planner London, but what are those other things that are within your expertise? Like, what's the best time of year for a wedding in London? How do I plan a destination wedding in London? What are the top 10 best small wedding venues in London. These are all things that your website could also rank for and show up on Google. And you get to be the expertise and the authority that gives the person that answer. So the real way that you win at SEO is to optimize your homepage really well for your most important keyword, and then expand on the keywords that you rank for using high quality content on your blog. 
Yes, I love blogging. I love talking about blogging. And I know, again, people will be rolling their eyes and thinking, yes, Becca, we haven't updated our, we haven't updated our blog website in six months. So yes, Sarah, we know that we need to do it. So if you're listening to that and feeling that way, then once crazy wedding season is over, get back onto the blogging because it will help with your SEO as well. Okay, so we've done tips one and two. So we know what people are searching for. We know the keywords. We've put them on our website. What's tip number three? All right. Tip number three is to not ignore the rest of the internet. So, so many people think SEO is just about what you do to your own website. And if that was true, then that'd be great because I would just go into your website, optimize it for keywords, and then awesome, you would rank tomorrow. But Google has actually found a lot of ways to factor in how you present yourself across the rest of the internet in order to better understand your business, how much authority you have, and if you're a trustworthy business to recommend in the search results. So my third easy tip for you, the most important thing you can do off of your own website for SEO is to set up Google Business Profile. And Becca mentioned this, I did a whole session on exactly how to do this as part of her membership, But as a basic level, I want to make sure that you have Google Business Profile set up. It's totally free. And that's a place where you can go and actually communicate directly to Google so much information about your business. The business name, the hours you're open, if you have a published address, where you're located, um, what your primary business category is. So Google knows when to show you on the map and when not to show you on the map. So super, super important to consider Google business profile, as well as where else you exist online, because Google is actually looking all over the internet to understand if it should trust you or not. Okay. So what are some of the other ways we can build that trust? I know we hear when people talk about SEO, words banded around like backlinks that sometimes freak people out. Can you give us a bit more information? How can we build that trust? How can we get these elusive backlinks? Yes. So backlinks are really important to search engines because truly they're hard to get. A backlink is when someone else on the internet links to your website. So to be clear, it's not when you put links on your own website leading out to other people. It's, for example, when I'm on Becca's podcast and she links to me in the show notes. That is a backlink from another website on the internet linking to me as an expert. And that's just one example. In the wedding industry, it could be any of the listing sites that you can sign up for that list you as a business who serves clients. It could be if you work on a real wedding with another vendor and they include you in the credits at the end of the blog post. So it's all of these things that show Google, hey, this business is trusted by another business. Hey, this business took the time to get listed on this website. So they must truly be a real business who serves real clients, who has real connections. And truly backlinks are one of the things that made Google so popular in the beginning because it was one of the first search engines to consider links as a way to figure out what websites were the best. And they kind of thought about it, if this helps, kind of like citations in an essay. So if you wrote like a big research paper, you would cite your sources, right? Well, when the search engines were started, they figured, hey, you know, if people are citing different sources, then those people who are cited must have a lot of authority and must be experts in their topics. So links to your website became very important 
in determining if you were a good business or not. And we want those links from pages with authority, right? Not just random pages on the internet. As much as possible, yes. What I would caution against is doing anything that's like buying links. So yes, you can like, don't do this. Don't look up websites that say you can buy backlinks from them and get a hundred links in five minutes because those are probably very low quality. These are websites that have just been set up to have a bunch of links on them. And Google has figured out, we're not going to count those very high because we know they're not quality websites that people visit. So the best thing you can do is to get a real link from someone you actually know and where their business also is established and is a real business that is working and driving real traffic. So as much as possible, try to get high quality links from high quality sources. Don't try to cut corners and just buy links from anywhere on the internet. And that can take us full circle back to blogging because guest blogging is a great way to get the links. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. You could have a blog on your website about someone that you often work with in the industry. How about, here's an idea. You could do some sort of Q&A blog exchange. So let's say you're a planner and you love working at a certain venue and that venue loves referring you. They could write a blog post about you and you write a blog post about them. And then you each get more content about your business, more links and more things that your website could show up for online. Love it. Really great example. Okay. Now we've said earlier on that we don't get the same dopamine hit from SEO as we do from social media. It's not instantaneous. But what I would like to know is if people are going away and implementing these tips, how do we actually work out if what we're doing is making a difference? Of course. The easiest thing that you can do And I recommend this to everyone. Make sure your inquiry form has a how did you hear about us field on it. And make sure a search engine or Google is one of the options there. Or it's just something that's open-ended that people can type into. So that is like the lowest tech way to see if people are finding you through searching on search engines. If you want to use tools, there's many options. So you could set up a project in that tool I mentioned called Ubersuggest. When you set up a project, you can actually enter a few keywords and say, I want to know how I rank for these over time. So I optimized my site for Wedding Planner London. Please tell me how I rank for that. And the tool will actually check the Google rankings every day and then report back to you with a number, your position on Google. So maybe your position today is 75 maybe your position in two weeks is 55, then you've made some progress. And then, you know, in three weeks, hopefully it's like 25 and then you're doing some more work and you get up to the top 10. That's probably the first page of Google and that's where we want you to be. So that's another way you can track rankings progress. And then that gives people the dopamine hit that they wanted when they get the email and they can see that the work they're doing is actually working. And I think I'm right in saying, because one of the mistakes people make is they just keep Googling themselves. But am I right in saying the Google algorithm will just prioritize yourself if you keep visiting your own website? Totally. I actually have a whole blog post called How to Check Your Ranking on Google because it's more complicated than you would think. Most of us, yes, we just want to open up Google, type in Wedding Planner London, and then scroll 
scroll through and count. Like, how far down am I? What page am I on? But Google actually knows that you visited your own website before, and so will prioritize your website in the search results for you. So it's actually not very accurate to check your ranking just by Googling your keywords. I definitely want you to use some sort of tool or at the very least an incognito window in Chrome, which will reduce some of the personalized results. Perfect. So don't go Googling yourself and telling me you're top of Google because it's not the way to do it. Go and use one of the um, tools that Sarah has suggested. Now, this is going a little bit off piece, Sarah, but there's something that people talk about in my membership quite a lot that stresses them out and it's to do with SEO. So while we're here and we're having no dumb questions um, are banned, we're going to go for it. So people who have a WordPress website often use a plugin called Yoast. And it gives them this like traffic light system of green, orange, and red. And people panic as soon as they see it. And I can tell you because I use WordPress and when I upload my blog posts on my podcast episodes and I'm putting in the show notes and everything's red, I feel like a failure. Can you just give us some insight into should we be paying this attention? Is it useful? What should we be doing? Yes, let's talk about how the Yoast plugin and similar plugins are trying to give you signals about how well your content's optimized. The number one thing you need to know is that Yoast is in no way communicating to Google for you. So sometimes people say to me, oh, well, I put this keyword in the focus keyword box. And so like Google knows that, right? No, no, no. What we're doing in the Yoast plugin in that optimization section is you're telling the plugin, this is the keyword I'm trying to optimize for. And then you get green, yellow, or red based on how it thinks how well you've optimized for that certain keyword on the page. And maybe there's some suggestions it has for you. Like, hey, your keyword isn't in the SEO title. That's something that would really help. We already talked about that. Maybe the plugin says, hey, we scanned the text of your page and you didn't actually use this phrase within the text. That's something that would help. And based on the number of boxes you check, basically, the number of good things you do with your optimization, it might move you from red to yellow and then yellow to green but it's really something that you have to be careful not chasing the green light too much because I've seen plenty of content rank on Google without getting a green light in Yoast. So if you're getting some recommendations and you're not understanding them or you're not agreeing that you want to do those things to optimize your page, you don't have to. Your post or your piece of content can still rank on Google even if it doesn't get the Yoast green light. So don't stress too much and don't feel like you're a failure if you don't get the green light because there's still plenty of ways that Google can take a look at your content and sometimes rank it for things that you didn't even realize were opportunities. So just get the content out there, green light or not. Yes, thank you for that because I'm always chasing that elusive green light and you have now freed me from that hassle because it's so hard to get and especially for readability. Anyone who's on Yoast will know readability every time it's highlighting my text, telling me I use the same words too often in my podcast transcripts. And I'm like, I don't even understand. Nope. Readability, I turn off. So I give everyone permission to go in your Yoast settings and turn off the readability analysis because it really doesn't help your SEO that much. And I think it's more stress than it is actual positive benefit. So 
turn that feature off and ignore it. Thank you so much. I feel free from the readability green, red, and yellow traffic light system. Thank you for talking to us about that. Sarah, you've given us so many great tips and thank you for being so open and letting me just ask the questions that people have, but sometimes are too frightened to ask. Now, I know you've got something really exciting cupping up that I want to make sure that we're sharing with the audience because people love your way of doing SEO and we've only scratched the surface. So later this month, you've got a boot camp coming up. Can you just tell us a bit more about what that is and what it involves and how people can get involved? Of course. I think the hardest thing about learning SEO as a business owner is just trying to take one tip from over here, one tip from over there, and trying to cobble together your own SEO strategy. And that's why I created Wedding SEO Bootcamp, because I want to teach you my step-by-step process for SEO exactly what you need to do from start to finish if you want your website to rank higher. And it is my group program that I highly, highly recommend for each and every wedding business because it is tailored exactly for the wedding industry. So I'm teaching you what you need to know and there's no extra fluff. There's lots of things that I'm like, you don't even need to worry about this. Just do these things and here's exactly how to do it with a video showing you how. What's really special about bootcamp coming up starting 21st of August is that we're going to be doing it as a group. So it is an online course that you can watch on your own time, but over two weeks, starting the 21st of August, I will be doing twice weekly Q and A's one for each module. So if you've ever bought a course and you didn't start it or didn't finish it because you had questions or got stuck that's what I don't want for you in wedding SEO bootcamp. So we're going to go together as a group of wedding professionals, go through module one, then have a Q&A, answer all your questions so that you can move on to module two feeling great and actually make progress, finish, finish that course and get your website set up to rank better. Yes, absolutely. Do not start a course and not finish it. You've put your hard-earned money behind something. You absolutely need to finish it. So it's great that you're doing that extra accountability with that as well. So if you're listening to this and SEO has been on your to-do list for a while and quite frequently, because I'm talking to people about marketing, they'll say to me, I really need to sort that SEO out and it keeps going to the bottom of my list. If that is you, do go and check out the bootcamp. Since Sarah came and spoke with us in the members lounge. I've been a real advocate for what she's doing. So it is an affiliate link that I'm going to be sharing for the bootcamp because I really believe Sarah can help you. It's not a subject that I teach SEO, as you can tell from my questions. So I am really proud to partner with Sarah for this bootcamp. So do go and check it out. All the details are below. And if you've got any questions about it for me or for Sarah, do reach out and chat with us. And you do like so many great things. You have your lunch and learn. You have loads of great content on Instagram. So if people aren't ready for the bootcamp, where else should they be finding you? Yes. I'm so glad you brought up Lunch and Learn. So every single month I do a 30 minute small training, something small and actionable that I want wedding industry businesses to know about SEO. So feel free to check out my next Lunch and Learn that's sarahdoesseo.com forward slash learn. And we should have a registration there for the next topic for next month. And I welcome anyone who wants to come and check it out. It's really fun, short, and easy. 
Awesome. I'll make sure all of your links are below. And every month I see those pop up on my Instagram and I think, oh, another great topic. So they are really worth checking out. Sarah's really serving you well in the wedding industry with all of these topics. Now, Sarah, you've given us so much today, but I always end my podcast with the same question. So I've got to put it to you as well. And it's this, what's one thing you wish you'd known sooner in your own business? The one thing that I wish I'd known sooner is you're not always ready for all the advice you hear, even if it's good advice. So I was thinking about this today and I want everybody to take the piece of advice from this podcast and anything else you're listening to that really resonates that you feel like you're ready for. And you can even come back to any piece of advice later. You might be in a different point in your business and ready to tackle it. But I think we all know when we hear something that really like rings the bell and makes us interested. And that's the thing that you should really be pursuing in the moment. I wish I had known that sooner in my business. Yeah, I absolutely love that. And I have done something similar over the last few years. When I hear something and I think that's helpful, but not for me right now, make a little note in my phone, have a little note that's ongoing where I pop in all of the things that I want to revisit and go back to. So I'm sure there'll be things within this episode that some people are ready to do now. And some people are thinking, just wait till quiet season. And then I'm going to come back and revisit all of this stuff. Yes. Absolutely. Amazing. Sarah, it has been such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. I always love hearing from you. If you have enjoyed this episode, do go and check out Sarah's bootcamp. And Sarah, I hope to see you and work with you again very soon. Yes, same here. Thanks so much. I love your community and it's great to see you again. Didn't you just love Sarah on the podcast? She is so awesome. I just love how much she brings it down to earth when it comes to search engine optimization because so often we feel confused and hopefully after listening to today's episode, you're feeling a little bit clearer about how you can move forward with your SEO and it's not quite as scary. Do go and check out her bootcamp, her lunch and learn and her Instagram page and I'll see you all next time. 